the apron is the hardest part of the ring, but this is the nerdiest part of the ring. Your weekly news roundup for the wide world of professional wrestling. I am your host, I am the five-star man, Asa Gray, and I am uh, doing a solo show this week. Dalton unable to record, so we were just going to call it and then do next week. But then I watched the, I just got done watching the press conference, road WrestleMania kickoff show, whatever they were calling it. And I kind of wanted to just get this out while it's, you know, fresh on everyone's minds and it's fresh on my mind. So I'm going to do a normal episode. It'll probably be a little bit shorter than usual, but I do want to just kind of get this put out there because of everything that went down on SmackDown last week on Monday night on the internet. And then with this, with, with the kickoff show that just finished up, uh, here, like maybe 30, 45 minutes ago. Um, but before we do that, we start every episode with the power of positivity because the internet can be an incredibly toxic and negative place, especially in the world of pro wrestling. And we try to do our part to combat that and put a little bit of positivity out there and mine this week is going to go to Bailey because the segment on SmackDown where she chose EO as her opponent and where she revealed that, you know, she knew that they were about to betray her was, it was very, very good. It was expected, you know, but we've said before, just because something is predictable doesn't mean it's bad. But my favorite part is when she dropped the Japanese line and I, Asuka, uh, Eos and Kyrie's reaction of just like, oh shit, she just said that was, that's what really put it over the top for me of just, it's fantastic. Like, I really, really enjoyed that. And also Bailey's appearance on The Bump. I think it was The Bump where she kind of talked about like, yeah, Bianca's on the poster but I eliminated her to win the Royal Rumble. And then tonight at the press conference, Bianca was out there to be like, I don't know what I'm going to do at WrestleMania. Bailey wasn't there at all. <laughs> so just, I want to give flowers to Bailey because it seems like she could maybe use them because she's had a, she's had a rough week overall. Uh, on to the news of the week. And, there's bigger stories. I think there's like wrestling wise, there's bigger stories, but I am just going to start with the press conference that just happened. Um, it, we had Bianca Belair come out, do the plug for love and WWE talk about how she's undefeated at WrestleMania, but she doesn't know what she's going to do as of yet. We had, uh, Ripley come out and Becky interrupt her and kind of tease that if, Ripley can get past Jax and Becky can win the Elimination Chamber, then that's, you know, they're setting up that match for Mania, obviously. And then this is where things kind of just, I don't know. So Seth Rollins comes out, who is the, I know we make the joke that he's the consolation prize champion, but he comes out and he's like, hey, I'm a champion, but I know everyone wants to see Cody Rhodes, so let's bring out Cody. And then instead, Roman Reigns comes out. Roman talks about like, nope, Cody has time. It's not up to him anymore. I get to choose who I'm facing at WrestleMania. I choose The Rock. The Rock comes out and 
we'll pause there and back up because on SmackDown, we got that really, really weird segment of Cody after winning the Rumble, not pointing at the WrestleMania sign, pointing at Roman Reigns and being like, I'm coming after you. I choose you. I want you at WrestleMania. This has been his whole story arc the last year is I need to be the one to dethrone Roman Reigns to finish the story, to win the WWE championship, because that is the championship my dad never lost, or I'm sorry, my dad never won. I want Roman Reigns. So Cody comes out on SmackDown and he's like, I'm going to take everything from you, Roman, but not at WrestleMania. And I received counsel. And then The Rock comes out and it's like, yes, The Rock versus Roman Reigns is a match that people have talked about for years, pretty much since this whole blood, since the bloodline started. You know, even really before that, people have talked about how that could be a, you know, they're in the same, it's the family thing. It, it is something that very well would be a huge deal. What people didn't account for as they were talking about that is that there would be a more compelling story that we would rather see than The Rock versus Roman Reigns. And that's what we've gotten with Cody versus Roman. Because I personally, am, like, not that I don't didn't think that he could do it, just the nature of wrestling... The fact that Cody maintained this momentum all the way through a full year after a pretty, like, deflating loss at last year's WrestleMania, for him to maintain that momentum all the way through the year and for the crowd to be super into him, you know, as into him, if not more so, than he was last year, and then for him to just willingly step aside, seemingly, like, it was a really weird segment, it was universally panned like it's the number one most disliked video on wwe's youtube channel you know there it, it got all sorts of hate on the internet some levels of like why the fuck are people going after the rock's daughter on twitter like if if you want to complain about this to someone tweet at me because i have as much to do with it as she does so Obviously, if you're listening to this, you're not one of those weirdos, but like just kind of a reminder of that those weirdos are out there. But it was it was such a weird segment. It was so out of character for Cody. It was so and just like people hated it. And you could tell either Cody's a phenomenal actor or he really was just not feeling the segment. So. We go through Raw, nothing super interesting happened on Raw other than, like, Seth very much wants to be Cody's opponent, even though Cody beat him three times, including with a torn peck, so I don't, I, like, I, you know, no, I can beat you, I guess. And then, cuts in tonight, The Rock comes out, The Rock is gets an incredibly split reaction, which I, again... I just, I've seen some of these movies that he's done. I don't think he's this good of an actor to where he's like, oh, like showing how bothered he is by some of these chants and these boos. But they do a good job because they do lean into it. He's, you know, he drops the, there is only one royal family in professional wrestling 
uh, he's getting wooded at this point. He throws up the giant uh, family tree of the bloodline, talking about Roman's family and his family having the blood oath. And then Cody does come out, finally. And the whole time, Seth Rollins is just on stage for this. Like, him and Roman go a little bit back and forth, but Seth just is, like, there. A world champion is just chilling on behalf of someone else. Cody finally comes out. He, he's made his decision, uh, you know, Roman, it's not up to you, it's up to me. I'm the one that won the Royal Rumble, and I choose you. So Cody and Roman have their little back and forth. Roman mentions Dusty. Cody mentions, he's like, if your grandfather could see you, he'd. and if The Rock's grandfather, High Chief Peter Maivia, could see you, he would be incredibly disappointed. At this point, The Rock goes in, and I tweeted this because to me it's very funny, uh, in what is the best example of long-term storytelling we've gotten in a very long time. The Rock referencing a truly iconic moment in the DCEU because he basically goes full Bruce Wayne of, why did you say that name? He's like, no, no, you're, when you talk about his family, you talk about my family, and I don't like it when people talk about my family. So he slaps Cody, shit devolves real quick, um, and then they do this little thing in the backstage where they're talking to Triple H about it, and he's, The Rock comes up and he's like, you need to fix this. And to me, it is 100% possible that, no, they got me hook, line, and sinker. And if they did fucking bravo but personally i don't think this was the original plan i just think they learned their lesson from daniel bryan and pivoted way way quicker which also dalton and i both had the same kind of like tinfoil hat conspiracy of just like i wonder if they're gonna lean into this too much and try to turn cody into a daniel bryan which they don't need to do because he's already super over and also just like, hey, we're real bad at telling stories. As a story, just seems like a questionable decision. But it, I, if this was all like from the weird ass Cody segment on SmackDown that they barely referenced to here, if that is, no, this was always the plan. Bravo, I guess. But again, it's just one of those like, okay, you're making people legitimately question your storytelling capabilities as a entity, which I don't think is a good move ever to do that intentionally. But I, I really do think that this was a pretty quick course correction. Um, but like, it's still not perfect because they still have time, obviously. Tomorrow night is SmackDown. We've, we're two months from WrestleMania, so who knows when they... Who knows, you know, if they do acknowledge it, but there is time. Pun not intended, by the way, for the acknowledge me thing. But, like, okay, Cody looks weird because he did something wildly out of character and universally disliked in just bringing in The Rock randomly to potentially take his own spot. Seth looks kind of weak because him going back and forth with Roman and his argument is just like, yeah, I have this championship because no one could beat him. And so he just kind of stopped showing up because he beat everybody. Like, I don't like how that makes him look. 
I don't like the level of the pick me energy that he's really got going on in this Cody stuff. Um, so that's kind that's kind of a miss for me. But what I will say is if heel rock, that isn't just Hollywood rock. That isn't just like he did the Pat McAfee thing today. And he's talking about like, Oh, the, the Cody cry babies shoving chicken nuggets up their ass. Like, all right. Yeah, cool. You're the same rock from 2001. Like, great. I, that's fine. Like, and people will love that, but I was kind of hoping we would see an evolution. Hollywood rock. Now that he is a just unquestionable megastar, as well as board of directors rock is way, way more interesting than Rudy Pooh, candy ass catch, you know, pull string recite catchphrase rock even as a heel. So they may have stumbled into like a really great dynamic of heel rock who ended up leaving with Roman Reigns. Uh, Seth kind of had Cody's back on the, in the altercation that happened on the stage. So I, it wouldn't shock me to see Roman and rock versus Seth and Cody at elimination chamber. I don't know if either Roman or rock are even advertised for it. Um, it would be, it, I take it back. It would be pretty surprising to get both Roman and Rock on a non-WrestleMania show, but that tag match makes a lot of sense. Also assuming Seth's knee is okay because he is dealing with that partially torn meniscus uh, and ACL, MCL. I miss Dalton. He would know that just off the top of his head, but Seth's knee is fucked, but hopefully not fucked enough that, you know, he can't wrestle at, you know, do this, do a match like this. That said, his health is ultimately what's important. We've talked about that. You know, that is a point we always try to make on the show. But yeah, uh, super corporate, like super corporate. Now even just, you know, not even like corporation rock, just like, no, no, board of directors, borderline billionaire rock as just like, no, I I want, I'm going to get what I want. Could be very, very interesting. So I, I don't think it's a perfect I don't think it's a perfect landing, uh, but if this was in fact a pivot off of what the original plan was supposed to be, I you know I got give credit where it's due, because this could be we we could have stumbled into something very very interesting here, and like I said, just heel rock is always going to be way more interesting than just like hey I'm back yay. So. But yeah, that just happened a little bit ago. We will see the fallout of it here in the next couple weeks as we are on the road to WrestleMania 40. Like I said, SmackDown is tomorrow night. And, you know, this could be, this could be very, very, it, they could have salvaged this from being, wow, bad. What are they thinking? To, oh, okay, you know, let's see what we got. Um... Like I said, since I'm recording, I am going to go ahead and go through some stories as well because there was a lot that happened this week. Uh, first off, Rossi Ogawa, who is the founder of Stardom, uh, and had had his contract terminated from Bushi Road. And there's a whole lot of fallout coming out of this because apparently the, the Stardom roster was very, very loyal to him. Uh, and so this was not a move that went over particularly well. Um, 
I've seen a lot of, not reports, but like speculation because, you know, I, I don't follow the Japanese scene nearly as much as I should or as much as I would like to. Uh, but apparently he was part of a reason that like anytime AEW and New Japan crossover, we aren't seeing the stardom aspect of that, even though now that stardom is under the, the Bushiroad umbrella, uh, same as New Japan. Because uh, Tony Khan tweeted out something, you know, kind of celebrating the fact that he's gone now. But I I don't have the knowledge or the background to really get more into it than that. Uh, if you know more about the situation, like if it's something that you're listening to this and you're like, oh, actually, I know about this. Hit me up like, you know, on Twitter, Facebook, whatever, because I'm I'm interested to find out kind of what the fallout of this could look like. Um, another really kind of shocking executive level shakeup is it was announced by Anthem that TNA president Scott DeAmore has been terminated as well. And has been replaced by, I don't have his name, but he is one of the Anthem executives. And this one was baffling. Like, this news broke, and it was just like, granted, given what the discourse has been over the last two weeks, my my immediate reaction was, oh, he something bad happened. And Anthem, like, was quick to cut ties with him. I don't think that's the case because like the amount of outpouring of love and surprise from the roster kind of of the of the TNA roster kind of tells me that, OK, maybe it wasn't something, you know, heinous that he had done that got him fired. It was more of just like this. This reads more to me as, hey, bud, you did a great job. You you righted the ship. Where you bought, you built up a whole bunch of goodwill. We're looking towards a great 2024, uh, but we got it from here. So bye. Like it's you hear stories of Hollywood producer executives that really don't have any idea how you know what would make a movie magic. You know they don't have a good read on what the director is seeing, what the pe- what the cast is seeing, because they're not there during the nitty gritty, seeing, you know, what's happening. And they're like, oh, well, what if instead of this, we do a whole different story? Oh, what if this character, you know, what if we killed this character? And it's, you know, just producers giving notes that are ultimately unhelpful and just completely like, why? No, stay out of our business. This reads to me as that of, oh, well, hey, this has got some real momentum behind it. We'll just obviously it's because this is easy to do. We'll just take over and we'll just do it, and we don't have to pay this guy anymore. I really, really hope that this ultimately works out. Uh, there were a couple reports that like they tried to in the Zoom meeting that they had with the roster. They said that he had stepped down. Even though, like, the press release they said said that his contract was terminated. So that's not a great first look. And just, man, fucking... Alright, well, we wanted TNA back. We got TNA back. This is peak fucking TNA. Of just a bunch of incredibly talented, hardworking people that just have something thrown in their face... That was kind of, you know, out of their control. 
And now it's another obstacle that they have to overcome. It's very much like them having to book this, the, the rock and Roman main event of, all right, well, these are, this is just, these are unforced errors. This is just, you've, you you're stepping in rakes in your yard, but you, you put the rakes there. I just, I don't, I don't get it. Also, I don't know if I said, but when Cody, Cody announced that he was challenging Roman, they did change the graphic and like now it is Roman versus Cody at WrestleMania. Like that is the announced match. Um, sorry, I got sidetracked. Dawn's not here to keep me in line, but the, the, the Scott Damore news is baffling. Uh, maybe more will come out. Maybe we'll get some more details about like why Anthem felt the need. Like, they, I mean, and they gave all the corporate speak of just like, oh, we want to synergize uh, TNA as more of part of the Anthem entertainment branding that we have. And it's just like, all right, no, shut up. Just let TNA be TNA. That's all you need. It's all any of us want is just for TNA to be TNA. I don't give a shit about Anthem. I couldn't tell you shit about Anthem. I don't need the TNA to identify, to, you know, coincide and, and identify with the Anthem identity. No one gives a shit about Anthem. I liked the game that was like an Iron Man simulator. Like it was, they, it, it was fun to play. They didn't really, you know, put a lot of content in it, which ultimately was rough, but that's a whole other reference that like two of you got probably. Um, we got, uh, Tony Khan, mentioned that he had i'm just also yeah there's no segues here this is just a one-man show rambling away hopefully you dig it if not i'm sorry dalton should be back next week and we'll be back to normal um tony khan made the announcement that he had a huge announcement upcoming and we got that announcement on wednesday on dynamite and now this is gonna sound like i'm bragging but it it's true and I am. I don't remember what I said on the show, but I know that I made a joke to Dalton and our and our friends Kenny and Tyler. I was like, the cool thing about Tony Khan saying that he has an announcement is that it's either going to be Sasha Banks's debut, it's going to be Okada's debut, or it's going to be like a special edition episode of ROH that they're very excited to run. Like it'll be a new named episode of a thing. And then uh, Dalton and I went driving around looking for toys on Friday, and I was like, oh, I actually figured out what it is for real, and I'm mad I didn't say it on the show, because then I would have sounded smart, and it's, he's going to announce what Will Ospreay's first match is as a contracted AEW wrestler. Well, it turns out I was right the first time, and potentially right twice, and potentially right three times, because the announcement that we got on Dynamite was the AEW Big Business Special Edition of Dynamite Wednesday, March 13th at the TD Garden in Boston, Boston Massachusetts. Um, the, the Garden is a big, uh, it is a big venue. Like this is a, maybe not a stadium, but like it's a big arena. So they're, they're, it, that's why it's a big deal is because they're running this bigger venue. But the big business is they've got the dollar sign with the S in the background where it says Boston. They spell it B-O-S-S with the dollar sign. So they're very much like, so one, I was right about a special named episode. Two, this is this is one of those like, hey, CM Punk isn't, like we're not confirming, but we're not denying that CM Punk is going to debut in Chicago. 
this is that, but for Mercedes. This is Mercedes Renato, uh, Mercedes Monet. Sorry, I was looking at her uh, uh, Twitter handle. Uh, Mercedes Monet, Sasha Banks uh, is going to be debuting uh, on March 13th, spoiler alert, in Boston, which is super cool. Now, the reason I could be right three times is if they do like a Adam Cole, Brian Danielson, where they, they bundle the debuts together, they could do Okada and Monet on the same night. So we'll have to wait and see until the 13th but i just i want full credit because i know i say a lot of things that are dumb and don't come true i i want my credit because i got this one and i got it real good even though i then like after the fact was like oh man i figured it out and i was just like not correct even a little bit but still i got this and i'm very very excited um and then I'm not going to do a full review of Vengeance Day. We did get Trick Williams uh, betrayed by Carmelo Hayes. They had their stinger moment where they put up the logo and the, the, the credits thing of like, oh, the show's over. And then Carmelo attacked Trick, which is just the he, Carmelo put up a black and white photo of him that just said that said whooped on it. And I'm like, oh, that's. I don't, that don't appreciate that. That one hurts. That one hurts. But Trick Mellow Gain, no more. Um, let's see. And, oh, okay. So that is pretty much all I had for the week, but I do want to mention there were updates on the McMahon allegations. So I'm going to start talking about that for just a little bit. If that's not a thing that you particularly want to hear about i completely understand um and so we will end the episode there for you but i'm just going to give you a little bit of time if you want to cut it you can before i i jump into it but uh it looks like there there were a few new updates one being that federal prosecutors are apparently officially looking into these allegations which would mean that this could become a criminal case, which good, because again, uh, I, he deserves to spend the, the rest of his life in prison if what if these accounts allege are true or true. So um, there is that update, um, but the bigger, more substantial update is it, look, it does look like Laurinaitis has flipped on McMahon fully, um, in up to the point of the lawyer for Laurinaitis confirmed that management was aware of Ashley Massaro's claim of being assaulted on the uh, on the base in Kuwait, and they were pretty much just like they worked to cover it up. And they worked to make sure that it got buried and it didn't get leaked out because they didn't want to affect uh, their deal with the military. They didn't want to get that bad publicity. Uh, and they then it is the event that ultimately led to her taking her own life. So if these reports are true, that is not only 
all of these heinous things that McMahon allegedly did, uh, it is a dir- it ended directly in this woman taking her own life. So, yeah, every day that he wakes up and he is not in prison is a better day than he deserves, especially considering that he's a fucking billionaire. But um, if this, I really truly hope that this doesn't get, like ultimately it's what Miss Grant wants. If she chooses to settle, that is her decision. No one can say anything about it because it's not your decision. It's her decision. Um, but if I, I truly do hope that if this goes to court, that this is going to be, this very well could be the end of several, several careers as it should be. Like we, you know, we said, and when we first talked about this story, I don't care who it is. I don't, it does not matter to me if it's it, like, it may end up breaking my heart. Sure. But I would rather the truth come out than, you know, just kind of put my blinders on and just hope for the best. Cause I just, that's, that's not how the world should work. So, uh, those were the two. And, and I think her attorney did make a statement of just like, they are not looking to settle. Like they are looking to, you know, root this out because again, this doesn't start and stop with Vince being gone. Um, this doesn't start and stop with, okay, well, Lesnar's no longer on the WWE 2k 24 cover. Uh, and, and he is not, his creative plans have all been canceled. He will not be appearing on television anytime soon. Uh, it, it, this is a systematic systemic issue. Sorry, I couldn't get the word out. Um, this is a systemic issue, and it's why the 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 whole company is named in the lawsuit as a defendant, not just McMahon and Laurinaitis. So, uh, I, I I'm sorry for you know the tone shift, but this is this is still ongoing. This is still happening, and it's still important to talk about. So, um. And I, again, I don't like ending it there, but this is just kind of, this is how my brain goes. So I save the worst for last. Not the worst, because, you know, I mean, it, it, it's horrifying, obviously. I'm just going to stop because, like, I feel like I'm digging myself a hole. And you all, the majority of you have been listening for a while, or you know who I am as a person. So, you you know, you, you get it. Um, but man, it's just, it's such a shitty, terrible situation. Um, so yeah, that was it. That was, uh, oh, I did miss a story. I did miss a story. Uh, it does look like that the Brian Pillman estate signed a nostalgia deal with WWE. So we could be getting some new Pillman merch. Uh, Dalton dropped a lot of money on an old Brian Pillman figure not that long ago. And if they make a Brian Pillman elite, it will be the funniest thing in the world. I just need everyone to be aware of that. But maybe he'll, you know, show up in a future 2K game as well. That would be very, very cool. And then a wrestling with articulation segment real quick, just because I know Dalton is very excited about it. Uh, Zombie Sailor Toys uh, unveiled the CM Punk with Larry figure. So Punk's... uh, Punk's dog, Larry, is getting its figure. Dalton is super stoked about that. I don't know if he's already ordered it or if it's up for pre-order. I'm sure he'll talk about it next week. So, um, but yeah, that is going to do it 
thank you for tuning in this week for hanging out with just me. Like I said, hopefully next week Dalton will be uh, back with us. And the only reason that I recorded this show at all was just because like, well, that presser just happened. It is big news. And also I just kind of want to get thoughts out on it. So I appreciate you coming and chilling with me. I hope you have a good weekend. I hope you stay safe in any travels that you may be having. Um, hopefully maybe you're checking out a local wrestling show. Uh, myself, I will be at Ignite Pro Wrestling in Mount Vernon, Illinois on Saturday doing commentary. They're doing a one night tournament. Very, very excited for that. Um, and yeah, where are you heading? Are you, are you going to see local wrestling? Let me know. Do you know more about, uh, the stardom Rossi Ogawa, uh, situation and what that could mean if he partners with WWE, if he, you know, what, what could that lead to? Let me know. So, uh, but until next week, thank you all so much. Have a great weekend. Uh, take care of yourselves, take care of each other. And as always watch more wrestling.